Good morning, everyone. When uh, <clears throat> Pastor Ricky asked me if I'd um, uh, preach here at uh, New Hanover uh, several weeks ago, uh, I was really enthused and excited about coming. I still am, but obviously dynamics have really changed, and I understand that. And I share in your grief. Um, words cannot express uh, our sympathy uh, and our love and concern uh, for Pastor Ricky and his family. Uh, I read your Facebook and the quote there this week, how appropriate, wherever we are in life, whatever we are struggling with, remembering God is with us, giving us the strength to push through and live in his glory the way he wants us to live our lives. Have faith, be strong and courageous. Thank you for your worship. I could have sat the rest of the morning without listening to me and really enjoyed the the, uh, the worship. And, and, you know, great is thy faithfulness. What a powerful message. A message of the psalmist in Psalm 105 says, Give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name, make his deeds known to all people, sing to God, sing praises to the Lord, dwell on all his wondrous works. Give praise to God's holy name. Let the hearts rejoice of all those seeking the Lord. Pursue the Lord in his strength. Seek his face always. Remember the wondrous works he has done, all his marvelous works, and the justice he declared. You who are the offspring of Abraham, his servant, and the children of Jacob, his chosen ones, the Lord, he is our God. His justice is everywhere throughout the whole world. Let's pray together. Lord, in the midst of our, our grief, and we, we ask, Lord, your Holy Spirit to descend upon us. And as Pastor Ricky instructed us to worship you, the same God that we worshiped last week is here again this week. We ask your Holy Spirit to descend and help us to hear the message with our ears and receive it with our hearts and then most importantly, apply it to our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Throughout the scriptures, God's people are instructed to stop and recall what God had done for them. The people of the Old Testament understood that remembering what God has done brings gratitude. In Psalm 105, again, verses 1 and 2 says, Give thanks to the Lord, proclaim God's greatness, let the whole earth know what God has done. Sing to God, yes, sing and sing his praises. Tell everyone about God's wonderful deeds. And in the New Testament, in the book Corinthians, 1 Corinthians, Paul reminds us that Jesus instructed his disciples at the Lord's table, which we will celebrate in just a few moments together, that, that Jesus instructed his disciples with these words, do this to remember me. As followers of Jesus, we are called to remember as we cultivate gratitude for what God has done through his son, Jesus Christ. Remembering does many things. It brings us back to reality of what actually happened. Remembering should stir within us a sense of gratitude and appreciation, and it strengthens our own resolve to do our part in loving and serving God and loving and serving others. But the key to being able to rejoice in the past is not found in counting the number of good things that have happened, but in remembering that God remembers. Even when life is tough and things don't seem to make sense to us, 
Rest assured that God never forsakes God's promises. That God is in control and that God is working out God's plan and that God has our best interests at heart. And so when it comes to our spiritual lives, there is great power in remembering. But there's one problem. We forget the things we need to remember and remember the things we need to forget. Psalm 105, again, shows the natural progression of what happens when we pause to remember what God has done. Gratitude. We give thanks to God and continue calling on God. We sing of God and tell others what God has done. Now, here are the words of Thomas Merton. He said this, To be grateful is to recognize the love of God in everything. He has given us, and, and he has given us everything. Every breath we draw is a gift of his love. Every moment of existence is a gift of his grace, for it brings with it immense graces from him. Gratitude, therefore, takes nothing for granted, is never unresponsive, is constantly awakening to new wonder and to the praise of the goodness of God, for the grateful person knows that God is good, not by hearsay, but by experience. And that is what makes all the difference. And so gratitude elevates our love and appreciation for God and what God has done. Now, what we remember what God has done, gratitude is a result of, of not only remembering the good things that have happened in our lives, but also remembering the not-so-good things that have happened in our lives. In other words, Henry Nowen, he says, to be grateful for the good things that happen in our lives is easy. But to be grateful for all of our lives, the good as well as the bad, the moments of joy as well as the moments of sorrow, the moments, the, 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 the moments of the, the success as well as the moments of failure, the rewards as well as the rejections, that requires hard spiritual work. And still, we're only truly grateful people when we can say thank you to all that has brought us to this present moment. As long as we keep dividing our lives between events and people we'd like to remember and those we'd like to forget, we cannot claim the fullness of our beings as a gift of God to be grateful for. I heard the testimony of a young woman just recently who was praying to God uh, for days and weeks and months that God would uh, allow her to forget uh, this tragic event that happened in her life. She prayed earnestly that God would help her forget that terrible, terrible thing that happened to her. And then in a dream one night, God brought her to a glorious, beautiful, beautiful gold mansion. She walked inside of that mansion, enjoying its beauty. And within that mansion was an old wooden shack. In the good times, in the not-so-good times, we are called to be grateful. So, so gratefulness can be expressed in the good times as well as in the bad, in, in, in the moments of joy as well as in the moments of sorrow, in the successes as well as in the failures, in the rewards as well as in the rejections in our lives as we remember and appreciate what God has done. And lastly, may this be the most important point in today's, in, in which we live. And we live in a tough time, don't we? It's just, it's just a tough time. 
which we as believers are called to express our faith and our gratitude. When we remember what God has done, we become more aware of the pain in this world. And, 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 and most of, importantly of all, the pain in the lives of, of individuals in which we come in contact with every day. Hear the words of David Staniel Rask. He says, if you're grateful, you're not fearful. And if you're not fearful, you're not violent. If you're grateful, you act out of a sense of enough and not out of a sense of scarcity. And you are willing to share. If you are grateful, you're enjoying the differences between people. And you're respectful to everybody. And that changes this power pyramid under which we live. In her book, Braving the Wilderness, Brene Brown says, the key to joy is practicing gratitude. I have interviewed people who have survived serious trauma, ranging from the loss of a child to genocide. And what I had heard over and over, 15 years of hearing and holding these stories is this, when you are grateful for what you have, I know you understand the magnitude of what I have lost. Now that's worth repeating. When you're grateful for what you have, I know you understand the magnitude of what I have lost. And sometimes, when we can't acknowledge the pain of others while experience our own joy, we close our eyes, insulate ourselves, pretend there is nothing we can do to make things better, and opt out of helping others. The ability to opt out of suffering and injustice and pretend that everything is okay is the core of privilege. Today, I choose not to acknowledge what is happening around me, says Brown, because it's too hard. Uh, the, the goal is to get the play, to, to the place where we can think, I'm aware of what's happening, the part I play, and how I can make it better. And that doesn't mean I have to deny the joy in my life. And so Brown concludes, a wild heart can beat with gratitude and lean into pure joy without denying the struggle in the world. And so there it is. There you have it. Gratitude elevates our love and appreciation for God, for what God has done. Gratitude can be expressed in the good times as well as in the bad times, in the moments of joy as well as in the moments of sorrow, in the successes as well as in the failures and the rewards as well as in the rejections in our lives as we remember and appreciate what God has done. The key to joy is practicing gratitude. When we remember and appreciate what God has done, we become more aware of the pain in the world and especially the pain in the lives of individuals in which we come in contact every, every day. You heard a beatitude, happy are those who mourn, for they should be comforted. Why well, I, I took the privilege of adding one more beatitude 
Happy are those who practice gratitude, remembering and appreciating what God has done, for they shall be filled with joy. So, so with, with joy, we, we're invited to come to the Lord's table with gratitude, remembering what, what, what God has done in the, midst, in the midst of our sorrow. When uh, Daniel emailed me, he said, how do you want to do communion? And he said, Pastor Ricky uh, usually kind of does it freestyle, but if you want to use a liturgy, uh, that's okay with me. And, 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 I, and I wrote back and saying, I really appreciate the fact that Pastor Ricky does it freestyle because I enjoy doing it freestyle myself. Now, 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 I'm not against liturgy. Please don't get me wrong. I, there's some beautiful liturgy, very meaningful uh, liturgy out there. But, 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 but I imagine that when Jesus gathered with his disciples on that night, um, it was kind of like um, our family get-togethers at Thanksgiving and Christmas. It's not exactly formal, if you know what I mean. We're talking over each other. The, the, you know, the, 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 you know it, it's kind of chaotic, you know. <laughs> And I can imagine that night when Jesus gathered with his disciples, the, the disciples were talking over him, and he's trying to teach him some intimate truths. And, and, and then he finally takes the bread and the cup, and, and they're saying, what's he doing now? Well, what, what's this all about? And so I invite you to that table today to remember what God has done through Jesus Christ, to, to, to come with to remember and, and, and to come with gratitude uh, to this table.